The content for this topic is independent and is made available with support from Amgen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Colleen Murphy, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Today, we're continuing our special podcast series on psoriatic arthritis. Minimal disease activity is a treatment goal that you may be helping your patients with psoriatic arthritis achieve. But how do you calculate for such activity? A team of researchers at Johns Hopkins University recently evaluated whether the Health Assessment Questionnaire Disability Index is interchangeable with the Patient-Reported Outcomes Measurement Information System Physical Function when measuring minimal disease activity among patients with psoriatic arthritis. Dr. Anna Maria Orbai was one of the members of that research team. Dr. Orbai is an assistant professor of medicine at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. There, she is also director of the Division of Rheumatology's Psoriatic Arthritis Program. She joins me today to talk about her findings and how they may impact the future calculation of minimal disease activity in psoriatic arthritis. Thank you for talking with me today, Dr. Orbai. My pleasure to be here, Colleen. And thank you for picking our study for this podcast. Oh, of course. Now, before we get into the specifics of your study, would you actually be able to provide some background information on minimal disease activity? Maybe the potential that the state of disease activity has as a treatment target and in a treat-to-target strategy? Absolutely. Psoriatic arthritis is a multidimensional rheumatologic disease, and its complexity lies in the fact that it affects the skin, the joints, the antesis, as well as causing symptoms and having quite a lot of impact on the patient's function and well-being. So it has become important, especially with the availability of new therapies, to be able to get patients to a state where they truly are doing well in terms of disease activity as well as disease impact. So minimal disease activity is a target that is specific to psoriatic arthritis, and it, at least in the clinic, it's relatively easy to implement because it works like a checklist. It evaluates the number of swollen and tender joint counts, and there's a threshold. So to be in minimal disease activity, patients with psoriatic arthritis should have at most one swollen joint, at most one tender joint, no more than one tender antithesitis point. So it goes through a list of seven criteria and the state is achieved if at least five out of seven criteria are met. One of the minimal disease activity criteria is physical function, which traditionally has been measured using the Health Assessment Questionnaire Disability Index. This was developed for rheumatoid arthritis at Stanford a long time ago and has become the measure of choice for physical function in rheumatology. And it's also used in rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, and it has become an objective to achieve on its own in clinical trials. So obviously function is very important. Now to give you some background about why we may want to measure physical function differently, the PROMISE system of measures was developed more recently and in collaboration with the NIH, and it has several advantages compared to older measures. For example, PROMISE measures are questionnaires that were developed with patient input. They are normed to the general population, 
And the scoring system is based on a T-score metric where a score of 50 represents the general population mean and 10 points represents one standard deviation. So when we get a score on the promise measure of physical function, for example, let's say someone's score is 60, we know that the population range is 50 and that if someone has a score, they are doing one standard deviation better than the population average. So they are doing well. If we are in the other direction from the other score of 40, we know that they are one standard deviation below the population mean. So hopefully we can improve things. It turns out that on average, people with psoriatic arthritis tend to have that average score around 40 on the promise measure. So it's easy to interpret. Promise scores have been implemented in electronic medical records like EPIC which we use at Hopkins and it's used at multiple other institutions. So it's easy to assess in regular clinical care. So our question was, do we have to continue to administer the health assessment questionnaire when we have this newer, shorter measure, potentially more feasible, patients can complete it on a tablet, and it's like a generation two of the physical function measure that existed. So that was the reason for our work. And the impact is going to be that in regular clinical care, we'll be able to calculate minimal disease activity with patient-reported outcomes that we collect at the clinic visit. And these can be available during the clinic visit. And treatment decisions can be taken directly with the patient at the time of the clinic visit. So that's great background. Thank you so much for that. We went over the why, so I guess we can go over the how. So can you talk a little bit about how you conducted your research? The psoriatic arthritis cohort is a longitudinal study that is approved by the Institutional Review Board at Johns Hopkins. And people who consent to be participants in this study complete questionnaires in conjunction with their rheumatology clinical visit. They also consent to us being able to analyze aggregate data from their clinical status, as well as the study questionnaires, as well as blood samples. The study focused on analyzing the scores. We collected concomitantly HAC-DI scores, so the old physical function measure, as well as PROMISE measures. And we compared definitions of minimal disease activity when we use the traditional cutoff of the HAC-DI that's used to calculate MDA. And we compare that with a definition that incorporates the PROMISE score. And we were fortunate that the team of Chalet et al. from Northwestern, they developed a walkway between HAC-DI score and PROMISE score. And we had available this cutoff of 41.3, which was equivalent in the general population to the cutoff that we use for MDA for the HAC-TI score. So we simply compared three sets of definitions, the MDA calculated using the HAC-TI, the MDA calculated using the promised physical function short form, which is only four items, four questions to assess physical function, and the MDA definition using the PROMISE computer adaptive test for physical function, which was programmed to administer a maximum of eight items. So having collected these measures on every patient, we were able to analyze the agreement between MDA using the HAC as well as MDA using these two PROMISE measures, the more comprehensive computer adaptive test as well as the four item short form. And we found excellent agreement between these measures 
and almost overlap between the groups. We went into more detail to also analyze where there are some differences between relevant groups. For example, were these definitions less likely to agree in men versus women? Were they less likely to agree in people with higher levels of pain? So we were rigorous about doing subgroup analysis to make sure that the correspondence between definitions remains true. And we were able to show that this walkway holds even in different groups based on gender or levels of symptoms or disease activity. More so, we wanted to see if the promise thresholds using rock curve analysis were able to predict the HACDI definition, and the answer there was that the performance of the promise measures was very good compared to the HACDI. So if researchers or clinicians, for example, want to determine MDA, and they use promise in the clinic, there is no need to continue to collect the HACDI. They can actually use this threshold of a promise score more than 41.3 to check off the criterion of minimal disease activity for the physical function item because these definitions are almost equivalent. That's great, and thank you so much for explaining how our listeners can take your findings and implement them into their management decisions. Can you envision these findings influencing management decisions in any other ways besides the ones that you just mentioned? So I think this will be very helpful for clinicians and patients when they discuss treatment targets at the clinic visit. I always like to work with an objective, and I know my colleagues as well, so it's much easier to have a goal when we work with a patient. So completing the checklist, you know, doing the promise course, I think will give the clinician a very good idea of where we are, how well the treatment is working, and so on. Moving on to treatment, I think that we can assess on a larger scale, and if institutions collect these measures uniformly, we can assess at a larger scale in longitudinal studies how well treatments are working, and simply by using perhaps higher quality measures or population norm measures, we'll be able to learn more about psoriatic arthritis. And if we are truly able to change the course of this disease with the new therapies that are available. Now, for any clinicians who might be thinking about making that switch from the HACDI to PROMISE, is there anything that they should keep in mind when doing that switch to make sure that it's a successful and smooth transition? So one thing that is difficult in, I guess, clinical practice and when patient volumes are high and, you know, our visit times are not getting longer, it's becoming difficult to collect the HACDI, which is a 20-item questionnaire, consistently, especially if there is not a computer-based method or, or EMR support, right? So if the patients have to complete this questionnaire on a piece of paper and then you'd have to calculate the score manually, being able to do this for the HACDI becomes very, very difficult in clinical practice, and I doubt that it could be done in real time. With the PROMIS questionnaire, especially that the PROMIS short form is only four items, I think you have a huge feasibility advantage because even if you're in a paper-based clinic, it's much easier to administer a four-item questionnaire to use a conversion table which gives you exactly this T-score and then plug it into the minimal disease activity definition and see whether the patient is a target or not. So I think it is much more feasible. With the electronic medical record, of course, 
either could be implemented, but the promise measures are the preferred ones that are available. And the electronic medical record usually calculates the promise score instantly. So it can be imported in the clinical note as soon as the patient completes it, and this score is calculated. And you can actually discuss it with patients during the visit. Now, taking a step back and, again, looking at this more at a, a macro level of minimal disease activity, what future work is needed to even better understand or measure the state of minimal disease activity among patients with psoriatic arthritis? So, currently, minimal disease activity is centered around the joint count, the antithesis, the physical function, a patient global assessment. And this is the definition, a data-driven definition, that has established itself as the treatment target. Several of the measures that are included in minimal disease activity, particularly antithesis, do have some challenges. For example, we know that antithesis is not uniformly assessing clinical practices, you know, there are constraints on time. And I think most people assess joint counts, but for minimal disease activity, we really need to assess the 66-68 joint counts. You need an antithesis. So some of these measures that are included in the minimal disease activity definition could be improved. And I think that, you know, our study is just a step towards improving minimal disease activity, showing that promise measures and the HACTI is interchangeable. And I think similar things could be done on improving the other definitions and potentially making this minimal disease activity definition more representative of the spectrum of psoriatic arthritis in terms of how it affects patients. So I think we'll need better measure of how we measure antithesis. We'll probably need to understand better what the patient global assessment is. And I think that's where the direction is. And these definitions may change as we learn more about psoriatic arthritis and about what is truly meaningful to patients. But I think it's a great definition to work with and quite feasible to implement in clinical care. Well, Dr. Orbai, I want to thank you again for your time. And I hope our listeners have found what you presented here today to be beneficial. Thank you.